The wall of awful is the emotional barrier that grows out of repeated failure. It prevents us from taking risks and initiating tasks. The wall of awful is also a model that helps make the abstract concept of negative emotional associations more concrete. It helps us discuss difficult emotions with our kids and our loved ones. Hello and welcome to ADHD Essentials, part of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brendan Mahan. I'm a former teacher and mental health clinician turned ADHD coach, trainer, and consultant. I can be reached at brendan at ADHDessentials.com. Here at ADHD Essentials, we help families develop the skills and knowledge needed to better manage attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Visit ADHDessentials.com for more details. What's up, team? Registration for the spring 2021 ADHD Essentials Online Parent Coaching Groups is open. In these life-changing groups, you'll work with me and your fellow group members via Zoom to talk about all of the parenting challenges that are brought on by ADHD and COVID-19. And you will learn effective ways to manage them. The groups run for eight weeks, beginning Monday, April 19th. One section will be at 1 p.m. Eastern, and the other section will be at 5 p.m. Eastern. We meet on Mondays and on Wednesdays, so twice a week, one section at 1 p.m. or the other section at 5 p.m. Each of the eight weeks has its own theme, which build upon one another as we go. Week one is practicing self-care. Week two, parenting as leadership. Week three is fostering connection within our family, and week four is improving the communication within our family. During week five, you'll learn about creating structures and systems to more effectively manage ADHD in the home. And then week six, we talk about managing anxiety. And during week seven, we discuss my wall of awful model. And finally, week eight, we wrap it up with questions. Because I'm not going to get to everything in eight weeks, so on that last one, I open it up to whatever you want to talk about. Perhaps the most powerful part of these groups are the connections you'll make with other parents facing similar struggles. When navigating ADHD in the family, it can often feel like we're all alone, but we're not. So join these groups to get content and connection. Again, the groups will run for eight weeks on Mondays and on Wednesdays, with one section at 1 p.m. Eastern and another section at 5 p.m. Eastern. We begin on Monday, April 19th. Go to ADHDessentials.com slash parentgroups or email me at brendan at ADHDessentials.com to register for a free information call today. Welcome to the show. We're talking about the wall of awful. Because I realized I haven't done that directly on the podcast yet, so I'm doing it. The other reason is yesterday I encountered one of my walls of awful. A couple of days ago, I upgraded my operating system on my Mac. And all of a sudden, a whole lot of stuff doesn't work anymore, including some of my Audacity features, which is what I use to edit the podcast. And I couldn't get my recorded audio into Audacity for me to edit it. So, no interview this week. Instead, it's just going to be me talking, because I can directly do that. 
And I figured since it's a wall of awful for me, whenever I hit tech problems, I may as well talk about the wall of awful. The wall of awful is the emotional barrier that grows out of repeated failure. It prevents us from taking risks and initiating tasks. The wall of awful is also a model that helps make the abstract concept of negative emotional associations more concrete. It helps us discuss difficult emotions with our kids and our loved ones. So how do we build a wall of awful? Basically, through repeated failure. See, every time we fail, we get a brick in our wall. We get a brick in this emotional barrier between us and our intended activity. It starts with a failure brick. And along with that failure brick, we get a disappointment brick because we've disappointed ourselves. But we also get a disappointment brick for everyone whose opinion of us matters around that failure. So if we're talking about a missed homework assignment, you might get a disappointment brick for yourself, as well as mom, dad, and the teacher. And along with those disappointment bricks, you also get rejection bricks, because when we disappoint someone, we feel like they're going to reject us. It doesn't matter if they do or they don't. What matters is our perception. That person might not be disappointed in us, but we're still going to feel like they are unless it's communicated to us clearly that there's no disappointment. And other bricks get added as well. Guilt and shame, fear and worry, doubt, loneliness, anxiety. As we fail more and more often around a specific task, our emotions get more complicated with regard to engaging in that task. Guilt and shame are critical here because the wall of awful is full of shame. But how do we tease guilt and shame apart? They seem pretty similar. Guilt is I feel like I made a mistake and shame is I feel like I am the mistake. That's how I distinguish them. The tricky part is if I made the mistake because I have ADHD, it's hard to avoid the shame. The way I do that is I just go, hey, sometimes the ADHD wins. And I try to depersonalize it. I didn't make that mistake. My ADHD kind of helped me make that mistake. It caused me to make that mistake. And I can work on my ADHD. I can improve it. I can recognize that it doesn't affect me the same way every day. And sometimes it's a big deal. And sometimes my ADHD is not that big of a deal. So that depersonalization helps me reduce the amount of shame I'm experiencing and stick a little bit more with guilt when I make those mistakes. There are five ways to get past the wall of awful. Two don't work. One works but is unhealthy and two work pretty effectively. The two ways that don't work are staring at it and going around it. When you're staring at the wall, you're not really engaging in anything. You're not really doing anything. You're just sort of there. You're stuck. It's not going to get you to where you need to be. You're not going to engage in this task. Going around it typically just ends up being distractions. So you might say, I'll start my emailing after I'm done watching this episode of Bob's Burgers. But one episode becomes two, which becomes three, and now you've watched the whole series and you haven't sent a single email. It doesn't work. The first way that gets us past it but is not healthy is to smash your way through the wall of awful. This is when we get angry at the person asking us to do something. Fine, I'll do the dishes, God! Or we turn inward. Why do I suck? Why can't I just do the dishes? What's wrong with me? Smashing our way through our walls of awful is damaging. If we smash outwardly at the person making the request or the person holding us accountable, we can damage that relationship. We can damage that friendship. If, on the other hand, we turn inward and just beat ourselves up, we're damaging our self-esteem, we're damaging our confidence, we're damaging our relationship with ourselves. 
it's not a good plan. By the way, smashing, going around, and staring at the wall are fight, flight, and freeze. It's the body's stress response. It's normal. The first way we can get past the wall in a healthy manner is to climb it. Climbing it is about sitting with the difficult emotions that make up your wall, accepting those emotions, accepting the task at hand, and then moving forward and engaging with what you have to do. The other way to get past the wall in a healthy way is to put a door in it. Putting a door in the wall is about changing your emotional state so that you can move past the wall in a healthy way pretty much immediately. Climbing can take a while, putting a door in it happens pretty quick. But they're both useful for different reasons. Climbing it is a long-term healthy solution, but it can take a while. Putting a door in it is a short-term solution, but can burn us out long-term because we're not really dealing with the underlying issues. So in the short-term, it's good. In the long-term, it might not be healthy. So we want to play with both. When we have the time to climb the wall, we want to climb the wall. When we don't, we want to use those short-term strategies to put a door in it. And what are these long-term and short-term strategies? How can we navigate the wall more effectively? When it comes to climbing the wall, there's two approaches. The first is to put handholds in your wall, and the second is to become a stronger climber. Sometimes we can't get up the wall because we're just not strong enough emotionally. But if we put some handholds in it, all of a sudden, we're being supported, it becomes easier to get up that wall, we don't have to be as strong, but in using those handholds to climb the wall, we actually become stronger climbers. One way to put a handhold in your wall is to develop time wisdom. Find out how long it really takes you to do stuff. One example of this is I have timed how long it takes me to mow my front yard and my backyard. I did it like three times, timed myself on each occasion, and learned that my front yard is about a half an hour job, my backyard is about a 45 minute job, I usually add 15 minutes to each just in case, so my front yard I think of as half an hour to 45 minutes, and my backyard I think of as 45 minutes to an hour. On average, it's going to take me about an hour and a half to get my yard mowed. That's important because I used to think that mowing my yard was a full day experience, and it just isn't. But because I thought it was a full day experience, I would often not do it because I thought I didn't have enough time. Turns out I usually did have enough time, and I mow my lawn more now. Another strategy for putting handholds in your wall. Set clearer, more attainable goals, and probably fewer of them. You probably have too many goals. Stick with three a day. That's plenty. And make sure you really know what the goal is, and make sure it's something you can do. Related to that, define done. When are you done? If, for example, your kid has to read a book, they probably don't have to read the whole book in one day. They might have to read one chapter. They might have to read for 20 minutes. Figure out what done looks like. Is it a time limit? Is it task completion specific? What does done look like? Also, also, develop strategies and skills that take into account weakened executive functions. The three I've already mentioned are doing that. The ones I'm going to mention moving forward are also doing that. But we want to accept that our kid or ourselves has these weakened executive functions and meet them where they are. Another great handhold, after you're done with a task that you have a wall of awful for, reflect on how it went and why it went the way it went. 
you might find that these tasks that you struggle with are actually not that bad, and you actually don't mind doing them. It's the wall of awful that's causing the problem, but once you get past it, things go fairly smoothly. Especially if it's a task you've been doing for a while and struggling with for a while. Often, we've built the skills to do that task, we just didn't realize that we did, because we haven't been reflecting on it. And finally, get to know and accept your walls of awful. That's going to help in all ways. It's just useful no matter what. When it comes to becoming a stronger climber, a lot of this is a head game. First, we want to reframe failure. Did we really fail? Is there a lesson in it if we did fail? And if there is a lesson, does that mean we totally failed or did we just learn instead? Learn to be uncomfortable. Learn how to sit with uncomfortableness. The more we can become comfortable being uncomfortable, the more effective we become as a person. Because we're often uncomfortable. Related to that, do the hard thing. The more often we can just suck it up and do the hard thing, the more capable we will be when it comes to being uncomfortable, and the more we'll demonstrate to ourselves that we have some skills. And finally, practice some mindfulness. Take time to be in the moment. Take time to do some meditation. Take time to direct your thoughts where you want them to be. The more we can direct our thoughts to where we want them to be, the easier it is to get past the wall of awful because we can shift our thoughts out of those negative wall of awful thoughts and into more positive, powerful thoughts. So what about putting a door in the wall? How do we do that? If we want to just change things quickly, what do we do? First, satisfy your biological needs. If you're hungry, eat. If you have to pee, pee. It's hard to get started if you're not comfortable biologically. So figure that out first. Then start navigating the emotional component of your wall. My go-to is music because music is designed to affect us emotionally. If you ever watch a romantic comedy without a soundtrack, it becomes a creepy stalker flick pretty quick. Why is that guy standing outside her window with a radio and no music playing? That's weird. Music motivates us. Use that. Listen to the music that you loved in middle school and see if you don't feel great and ready to conquer the world. Also, pictures of loved ones and happy times, things that bring up these positive memories, that can help us get out of the funk that the wall of awful can often cause. Work with other people, either online via virtual study hall, or in person if that's how you're navigating COVID, or there's someone in your house who can sit with you. Take a break. Have some time to yourself to unwind so that you can re-engage later. But plan that break. Make sure you know what you're doing. It should be different from the task at hand. If you're checking email, going onto Facebook is not different. It's the same thing. You're still sitting at a computer communicating through writing. Go for a walk. I don't know. Play with a hula hoop. Do something that is not anything remotely connected to email. Connected to that, exercise is a great way to put a door in your wall. Exercise changes our emotional state. And finally, maybe just go somewhere else. There's a reason people write in coffee shops. It's because being somewhere different, particularly somewhere public, where there's sort of implied accountability, can help us focus better. If that's where you are with COVID, if that's where your state is and you're comfortable doing that, do it. If not, just go somewhere different in your house. Or if the weather is warm enough, maybe work in your backyard. A word of caution before we wrap up. When you're talking to someone, 
about the wall of awful and that's one of the powers of this model is it makes it easy to talk about stuff when you're talking to someone about their wall of awful it might unearth some previously undisclosed trauma and you've got to be prepared for that if you're talking to your kids or your spouse or a friend and all of a sudden they're really upset and they're talking about some hard things you have to know what mental health resources are out there and how you can help them navigate this undisclosed trauma that might not happen I've had plenty of clients where wall of awful work has done nothing to disclose trauma, but I want you to be prepared for it just in case, because the wall of awful is trauma by a million little failures, and it has a similar effect on the brain as a single traumatic event, like witnessing a murder or being assaulted or something like that. It's hard. The wall of awful is a hard thing to navigate. It's got the word awful in the name. So just be ready in case hard stuff comes up while you're talking with someone about it. With that, I hope that you found this episode useful. I hope that you found it helpful. Have a pleasant day. Hey, you're still here. Nice. Thanks for staying focused all the way through. If you have any thoughts or questions about today's episode, feel free to email me at brendan at ADHDessentials.com. And don't forget to check out the website, ADHDessentials.com, and visit our Facebook community. I'm looking forward to talking to you again next week. In the meantime, keep focusing on improvement over perfection. 10% better is all you need.